0: and welcome to the Cine Sisters True Crime Podcast. I'm Amanda. And I'm Shay. And I have a truly horrifying story to tell you guys today. It's not a haunting one. Mm. It's something that I just found and was thoroughly creeped out by. And I thought Shailene would also be. (laughs) Oh God, here we go. Here we go. (laughs) Let's dive right in. This is the story of Colleen Stan. So on Thursday, May 19th, 1977, Colleen Stan left Eugene, Oregon to visit a friend in Westwood, California. It was like 400 miles away. Okay. This is the 70s. So this is like a really free time. So, like, people got around a little differently. You wouldn't call an Uber, you wouldn't, you know, drive your vehicle. She was like a young girl, she's a teenager, or she's 20. Okay so young adult yeah so she's like she wanted to go and surprise her friend so she decided to hitchhike there of course
1: but they did a lot of hitchhiking in the 70s it was
0: like the way you got around i have also done a little hitchhiking in my life and although it can be a little sketchy sometimes you meet really cool people so (laughs) i'm not here to judge a hitchhiker we should ask mom if she's ever hitchhiked oh my gosh i wonder she grew up in the 70s she seems like she might but she always she had a car so maybe not We're gonna have to ask her. Yeah, we have to ask her. (laughs) I don't know, man. Mom might have been a little free loving back in the day.
1: If anybody know (laughs) knows our mom, she is very skeptical, scared of everything. Scared of everything. Everybody's a serial killer until proven innocent. That's where you got it from. And that's where I got it from. Hundred (laughs) percent.
0: All right. So the twenty year old hitchhiked, even though this was like just four years after Ed Kemper. Oh. So like people like knew like there were serial killers. Like things were happening. People were being abducted. But it didn't change it was there she was young she just wanted to get there so she hitchhiked uh by the afternoon she was all she already made it 350 miles and she ended up in a place called red bluff she was being picky with the rides <clears throat> she usually like you know talked to them a little bit And if she felt safe she would get in and if she didn't um, she would you know turn them away and not go so she was trying to be a little bit careful okay she was lucky so she someone pulled over and it was a husband and wife and they had a small child. So she was like, okay, I feel safe. Like this is fine. And they were really nice. They made small talk on the ride, but then Cameron Hooker. So that's the husband. So it was Cameron Hooker and his wife and his child. And he was kind of like watching her creepily in the rear view mirror a little bit. And so she kind of got like a weird vibe. They did stop for gas and she went to the washroom and she actually had like this weird feeling and she's like her instincts were kind of telling her to run. But then she was like, no, like, you know, we're almost there. These people seem really nice. It's going to be fine. So she got back into the car on the journey. They told her they're like, hey, we should stop and see these really cool ice caves nearby. And, you know, being like, you know, the adventurer she was, she's like, oh, yeah, that sounds fine And they said it was just like, you know, a little detour. Uh, so they did turn off onto a dirt road there's
1: your first red flag yeah abort mission abort mission. get out of there girl. jump out of the car jump and freaking tuck and roll what is it you always say never you never go to the sec the next wait second location you never go to the second location yeah. you fight
0: yeah even Do if you die
1: yeah you'd rather die fighting than be raped and then murdered anyway
0: So once they were in the middle of what appeared to be like nowhere, he stopped the car, killed the engine, and Janice, that's his wife, Cameron's wife Janice, took the baby from the car. As soon as she was out of the car, he turned around and held a knife to her. He asked if she would do whatever he said, and in terror she agreed, because he's like, okay, she has a knife, he has a knife. He handcuffed her, blindfolded her, bound her, and gagged her. Jeez. Before taking out his, what I'm going to call his creation, he built this thing. Okay. It is a box. Oh, fuck. Oh, no.
1: I'm remembering
0: her name. Her head box. Okay, continue. Uh, It's a box. It was like a wooden box. It was like metal hinged. It was heavy and it was insulated and double walled. Oh, God. And he, he put it over her head? He put it over her head. What? And it had, like, a carpet interior, which made it really, really hard for her to breathe. And, like, she couldn't see or, like, hear, like, anything. Oh, my she God. She was in total darkness. Um, he covered her with what she thought was, like, her sleeping bag that she carried with her. And then they left. And, like... <laughs> the wife was part of it, then. She was back, yeah. Oh, and the kid is back. She's in the back seat. So the family, like, carries on their merry way. They stop for fast food. Which I feel like, I don't know why that weirds me out. It's like, how can you, like, stop for snacks after you've just, like, abducted somebody and put, like, a weird box over her head?
1: Yeah, now I'm hungry. Let's stop for bri- it. Let's stop. I'm spooky. Like a french fry, please.
0: Um, once inside, like, a house after, like, driving for a bit, he removed the box. Thank God. But, like, also. Oh. Yikes. Let Led go. her to the cellar and had her stand on, like, a cooler. Lift her hands above his, her head so he could tie her hands to the pipe above. Ugh. Oh no. He removed her clothing and she said that she remembered him like trembling as he removed her clothing. Like Ugh. he was like, like I don't even he know what shaking. that means. Like excited or like, I don't even know. He probably had a rush happening. Totally. Creepy. What a sick, sick, sicko. Ugh. I can only imagine like this guy, he's creepy looking. I'll show you a picture later. I mean, it- <laughs> okay. actually, everyone in the 70s looked creepy. Oh, like, my every- God. It was such a rapey time. Like, you know what I mean? Like, did you trust anyone back then? Correct. It's crazy. So. He removed the cooler that held her weight, and so she was like hanging suspended in air. She was like flailing around and screaming, and he told her "Her, he would cut her vocal cords um, as he had in the past if people continued to scream. So he was like telling her, like, it's something I've done before. I'll do it to you. He whipped her. And the more she screamed, the more he whipped her. So he was just like torturing her. Oh my god! She saw that beneath the blindfold there was an open pornographic magazine on the floor that held a picture that had a picture of a girl hung up the exact way that she was. So he was like trying to like, it was like a BDSM kind of like hardcore magazine or whatever. Oh, and so no. he was like trying to like. Okay, so this he fantasy. she was
1: uh, like not blindfolded at this point.
0: No, she could see just under the blindfold. Oh, she could okay. just kind of see. So that's okay. kind of like one of her first memories of being down there. Oh, He was so excited about his prisoner and, like, pleased with his accomplishment that he went, got his wife, and they had sex down in the cellar right there next to her. Sickos. Yeah, absolutely. Hard judging. He then took her down, placed her in another locking box, like a wooden box, and then for, like, her body, and then placed the head box, like, back on her. She could hardly move. She could barely breathe. I think at one point like she was screaming and he could still kind of hear her a little bit so he like wrapped like a like a strap around her chest to make it harder for her to scream and oh. like harder for her to breathe too, right. right? But the next day he took her from the box removed the head box brought her upstairs for like food and then brought her back to the basement so he'd like bring her like upstairs like once a day for food and like then he would beat her up hang her but he had like a like, a table thing where he would, like, put her on there, like, naked and, like, stretch her out. Like, it was, like, a, a rack or whatever. And he would leave her there. He wanted her to eat. So, like, when he made her food and, like, brought her upstairs, he would make her eat all of it. And if, like, you know, she was, like, horrified, so I wouldn't probably want to eat either. Mm-hmm. Or if she didn't like something that he made her, he got really mad. And he, like, told her, he's, like, you're my slave and you eat when I tell you, you pee when I tell you, you do everything, you are my slave. So, he was, like... Hate this guy. I think she quickly realized that she was his slave, and, like, she just had to do as he was told, because if she, like, fought or argued or anything, he... It would be worse for her. Right. After, like, four days, her friends and family realized that she was missing. Four days? It was, like, a surprise visit to go visit her friend. And so some of her friends knew she was going, so they they assumed that she had made it, and she was with her other friend. She wasn't super close to her family, so, like... You know, it wouldn't be surprising if they hadn't talked to her for a few days. Right. But then they like, kind of all got together and like, they put a missing persons report in on May 23rd. So she had an ex-husband. I think she was married when she was like 17 or something. I think that was a thing that happened back then. Yeah, for sure. Can you imagine getting married at 17? I got not... married married at 26 and I had no idea what Your I was doing. Your brain isn't even developed. How can no. you choose a good suitor? Totally. So they were together for like a year and it didn't work out. So like right away they thought maybe Colin had something to do with it because it's like the ex-husband. They looked into him and then realized like he wasn't like like a mean dude and he never came after her before so like why would he just like do it now? There were theories that maybe she was abducted by like a religious cult but nobody had any information at all. Nobody had seen anything. Colleen, uh, the girl in the box, rarely saw Janice and the baby. She spent most days blindfolded and stretched out on the rack naked. He would hold her head under water sometimes. He tried like different things I think that he saw in these magazines to see what would excite him. He would like do all of these things. Once he realized that the rat could actually be bad for her health, because I think he wanted her like long term, he made a larger wooden box, like a little bit larger than a coffin for her and put her sleeping bag inside and then she actually spent a lot of time in there afterwards so like it was less horrible, like a slightly more comfortable. He never bathed her, and she lost a ton of weight, obviously. His torture evolved into burning her. Oh, my God. And the session, sessions always ended in molestation, but never raped. So he would, like, touch her. He would, like, do things to himself or whatever, but he never raped her. Sometimes he put her to work shelling nuts or doing macrame to keep her busy. And then I guess in one of these, like, weird hardcore porn magazines, he heard, he saw this thing, he read this thing about a slavery contract and how like people will like convince these girls that they're sold into slavery. They're his slave and they should write like a contract. And so he had a contract written up for her and he's like, this contract is like, we have a like a society, a secret society called the company and the company watches. So like I'm part of the company, but it's like a greater network. And so the phones are bugged. Your parents' phones are bugged. There's cameras. People are always watching to make sure that you're obeying. And if you don't obey, then I could sell you to somebody worse than me. Oh my. And you, like, had this in her head, like, all the time, right? Well, she signed believe it. it. I believe it. Totally. I believe it right now. I don't know if it's true, but I believe it. Yeah. So she had, like, a list of uh, rules. She had to call a master.
1: Yeah, this is, like, regular. Like, not regular, but, like, it's BDSM, right? Like, she's.
0: I think so. What's it called? Submissive. Right, the submissive. Except for she was the unwilling submissive, which is like, you know, BDSM is very like consensual at all times. Like both parties are like- And you have safe words. Safe, consensual. There's something else. I don't know. After a year or so, he brought her into his bedroom with Janice because he wanted to like have a threesome. So he had been talking to Janice about this. But halfway through, Janice like got really mad and like left. Oh and he continued so this is the first time he rapes her oh. so like after about a year it was the first time how mm-hmm. does
1: she know it's a year
0: she just figured it was about a year like I think probably you know like they're celebrating holidays and things like oh, that yeah. so you probably would have like a basic idea of time
1: yeah I guess he is letting her out and stuff so.
0: yeah after first time he repeated her like he raped her all the time after yeah that. it was like after the first one they eventually moved into a trailer uh, on some property for more privacy, but because there was no space in the trailer, it's like a small, like, probably a single wide trailer or whatever, space was really, like, precious, so they had nowhere to put her. So he made a box that fit under the couple's bed. Water bed.
1: Oh, I knew it! I knew it was this girl!
0: The same I'm like, this girl. sounds a lot sounds like... Sounds so familiar.
1: The girl in the box under the bed. Oh, God. Okay, but I'm glad to hear about this, because I remember hearing bits and pieces of this case, and... It is interesting. It's horrible.
0: It is horrible.
1: (laughs) Like it's messed up.
0: For like some backstory. So Cameron and Janice's relationship, there's not a lot of known about like him when he was younger. Okay. But once he graduated high school, he started working for this lumberyard, and then he met Janice and she was like 15 years old. And I read somewhere that she had like epilepsy or something, but she was really passive really quiet and he could do anything tell her to do anything and one time he convinced her to let him like tie her to a tree naked or something what yeah and he liked to like tie her hands above her head naked and do things like that like he wanted this like bdsm relationship i think she was quite, quite timid and just kind of did what he wanted for a long time but then it came to this point where she was like they've been together for a long time i think they were married they didn't. She didn't want to do this BDSM stuff anymore. So he kind of was like, they kind of came up with this plan that she would have a baby, and if he gave her a baby, then she would allow him to do whatever he wanted with like other girls, and then it would take the stress off of her, right? She just really wanted this baby. Okay. So that's kind of who was. Have he a baby was, with the that's psychopath. That
1: is a great idea.
0: Uh, yeah. So at this point, when they're in the trailer, she was only allowed out for like an hour a day, so she'd be under there forever. But you know, the longer they were together and stuff, they kind of like developed like a, you know, a relation, like a trust thing. You know what I mean? Sometimes he would even let her outside to like garden. He even let her outside to jog sometimes. Oh my God. Jog away, girl. I know. But and then she would always come back because I think she was scared of like the slavery company. And he was like, oh yeah, like, you know, like everybody's watching. Neighbors said they even talked to her. And she was like, they they thought she was like the nanny, like the live-in nanny. And that's what, like, kind of everybody assumed. She would be punished by small electrical burns sometimes. When Janice lost her job, he took Colleen away to beg for money in neighboring cities. So he would, like, they would go on, like, a trip together. So they'd been together for, like, a really long time at this point. And he trusted her complete belief in the company. He actually let her write letters to her sisters and in like she didn't say anything about what was going on in these letters she just like wrote these letters and then when that went okay because he read the letters and he's like okay well you know what I mean she's under my complete control he decided to allow her to plan a visit with her family what yes he so they went to visit her family oh like swear to god went to visit her family and her family like she's been missing for I don't even know how long it's been like three years do you two years or something continue because i have so many questions okay maybe i'll answer some of them yes not you can because i did deep dive okay perfect he poses her boyfriend and he like dropped her off and like left her there alone with her family she looked really rough they said she was skinny and they were really worried but since she gave them no information and she wasn't like willing to talk about him at all or where she'd been they were afraid to like push her too hard and then she would just take off and they would never see her again because at this point she's there voluntarily they know she's alive as far as they can tell she had been gone voluntarily this whole time and if, if she was gone that long with no contact could she do it again right so her, her family definitely not our family because we're pushers yeah we don't sweep nothing under the rug in this family but nope. a lot of families do so keep the peace she even uh i think she spent the night there She was supposed to be there for, like, a few days or something, and she even went to church with her mom. But then Cameron called and cut the visit short, picked her up, and then they left, and they were gone again. She went back into the box for the next three years. Oh! And, like, also, too, like, she really thought the company was watching, so, like, they had her parents, you know, phones bugged, and people were watching the whole time, and... He was saying that this was a test from the company to see how well she would do and all this stuff. Like he was really manipulating her. And after like years of being gone. No. Yeah. She was totally
1: brainwashed. Yeah.
0: Cameron wanted to, wanted more slaves. So he had Colleen, uh, help dig him a hole in the yard. He wanted like a dungeon in the yard. So he had had her help him Mm -hmm. dig a hole in the yard and put in a wooden floor. Um, In November, 1983, he moved her into the, the dungeon in the yard. Uh, but then it flooded. <laughs> so oh he's like, God. he realized he's like, this wasn't a very good idea. It wasn't like safe or whatever. So he put her back in the box. Oh my under God. Under the bed. Janice grew really jealous of Colleen, who was now 27. She'd been with the hookers for seven years. Oh my God. And she'd like, Janice started attending church and had enough. So she told, long story short, Janice started going to church Started feeling really bad. She was jealous of Colleen. She wanted her gone. So she decided to tell Colleen that the whole thing was a fucking lie. He's like, she's he's been lying to you. There's no such thing as the company. There's no actual slavery contract. The phones aren't tapped. All of this stuff. Did she believe it? I think she did. Like, I think at that point she was like, well, why would she lie about it? Mm-hmm. They did go home. After that, and Colleen text or called her dad and asked for money, and he wired her money right away. And she bought a bus ticket. She left the next day when Cameron went to work. She took off, and then she actually phoned him from the bus station.
1: Called and, Cameron.
0: Yeah, and was like, "I know that it's a lie. You lied to me, and all this stuff, and I'm leaving." And she left. Janice asked her not to go to the police. She's like, "Please don't like ruin my life." She's like, "I have a kid. You know what I mean? All these things. Like, please don't go to the police." And and Colleen agreed. Fuck that. That makes
1: me so mad. It
0: is really bad. But oh then my that's God. where like this whole, I like, we'll hear about this a lot, but it's like that whole Stockholm syndrome thing. You know what I mean? Like she had a lot of opportunities to leave, but she didn't. And whether it was out of fear of the company or whether it was just like this like thing where you start to like identify with your captors, like Janice was like her best friend. Right. You know what I mean? He... You know he would torture and stuff but like there would be moments of like where he would show her kindness so i think that the flopping back and forth
1: did colleen go to church with janice
0: i think she did yes oh my god it was like a few things like they actually like colleen actually had a job for a bit like she what? would go to work where like she had like a i can't remember now she was like a place but she had a job they let her go to work and come home at the end of the day it was oh. like this weird thing But, like, she was just, like, so wrapped up in that after seven years. Yeah. Yeah, she went home, and she never told anyone what happened. Because Janice asked her not to. Janice and Cameron broke up and then reunited a few times. Because she was, like, conflicted, and he was conflicted. Janice was, like, continuing to go to church and stuff. And finally, she was just like, I need to tell somebody. So she told her pastor at church. Everything. Like, everything. She even told him things that, like, happened before this, where he... Kidnapped, raped, and murdered another girl beforehand. So the pastor called the police. Good. Thank the Lord. Janice got immunity in return for her testimony against her husband. So she didn't get anything, even though she was like super compliant and all these things, but whatever. Don't Uh
1: agree with that, but you know.
0: The police had a really hard time believing Colleen was there.
1: That entire time.
0: And like, could have left at any time. Could have asked for help. Went to visit her family. Had a job. Talked to the neighbors. All of these things. Yeah,
1: and I guess this was before, like,
0: yeah, you didn't really hear about it. Syndrome
1: was known. Like, this was totally. This is definitely a cases, probably a big
0: one. They did search the house, and they found pictures of Colleen being tortured, because he would take pictures and stuff. So they did find pictures, and they and they found the slavery contract. Yeah, so they found the slavery contract. Um, Cameron was arrested on November 18th, 1984 for like kidnapping, rape, sodomy and other charges. There was like 16 counts.
1: He kept the slavery contract. He's an idiot.
0: The media was informed at this point and it got like national attention. The na- they talked to the neighbors, the media talked to the neighbors and they were like, we couldn't believe this kind of thing. Cameron was like quiet. They did not believe that he could do this. His neighbors were like, this is not a thing. He pled not guilty, obviously. Because kidnapping, the statutory, or like the, the statute for kidnapping is three years. They didn't think they could get him for that. And she never acted like a kidnap victim. The case was really hard to prove.
1: He ended so up being... Wait. What's up? Did Colleen, was she contacted? Yep. Yeah,
0: yeah the, the police went to her and like right. she gave the whole... She told them everything okay. at that
1: point. So now we have Colleen and we have Janice with the same story.
0: Same story, yeah. So... That was easy to... And then they found, like, you know, they searched the house. They, right. Like, they found the box. They found the head box. Oh, my God. They found the contract. They he found lots everything. of pictures. They found, like, lots of stuff. Because he was a creepy McCreeperton. And he was eventually found guilty of 10 felonies. And he got, like, 110 years Okay. Prison.
1: I was worried. I thought that the way that you were speaking, it sounded like... He was going to get away with He was going to get away with it. Like, get three years in prison and goodbye. Like... What is he living in Canada?
0: It's crazy. No. If,
1: PS if this happened in Canada, he'd be out right now. He would have served three years um, on
0: good behavior. Oh, kills me. Yeah, that definitely is a thing. So he died in Brooklyn.
1: Oh good. Yay. How'd he die?
0: I don't know, but Please I tell hope me it he was ass murdered. cancer.
1: I hope it was ass cancer too. I'm like, I
0: don't know what that is, but also I'm like, I, I hope, hope it was, like, it was really ass nasty. cancer
1: because he just got raped
0: up the butt so much. I know. he did die. But during Janice's testimony, she did tell the police about, I think her name is Marie Elizabeth. She was. What, their first. Yeah. Kidnapped. Thiccum, he kidnapped thiccum. this girl. <laughs> <Thiccum>. <laughs> um There was no real evidence. He was never charged for it. It was never like guaranteed. He never admitted to it. Janice did say that they kidnapped this girl. He tied her up. She was screaming so much that he tried to cut her vocal cords. And killed her. And killed her obviously yeah so that's where that whole thing came in was like i'll cut your vocal cords if you keep screaming right because he had tried that before but unsuccessfully yeah so that is the wonderful hopeful story where's colleen now colleen sand um you know what she did really good had lots of therapy she works she has kids she got married she was like pretty good she works in like um like does like hotline stuff and like helps victims that would be really hard though because like no, a lot of people don't believe her still to this day
1: people don't believe
0: her well just like that she couldn't just leave you know what i mean like even though there is like evidence to say that like stockholm syndrome is a thing or that she was scared especially back then yeah like why did not you just tell the neighbor why did not you just jog off right. Like why did not you tell your manager the pastor you know what i mean a police officer your dad can you imagine if janice didn't ever like confess to the
1: pastor where would colleen be today she probably never would have.
0: She might never have told anyone. Or maybe yeah. after a while, maybe? I don't know. I feel like the longer... <laughs> like, I'm a talker. So, like, I'm telling everyone everything. Right. So, like, I just can't imagine staying quiet about something like that. Like, being, like, raped and tortured. and. Yeah.
1: But, yeah. I mean, started becoming her new normal.
0: Yeah. Oh, totally. And I can also see how, like, people will do things to make their lives easier. It's, like, easy to change your the way your brain thinks and works i find like i have a tendency to fit into situations where it's like oh gosh normally i wouldn't do something like this but it's crazy what the mind will do especially under trauma Mm -hmm. i don't like him no not your favorite i don't like it we don't like it at all so that was the wonderful story of colleen stan the wonderful story the wonderful (laughs) story poor colleen i'm glad that she's doing well and that she took the control of her life back and you know until next time this is the Sinist sisters i'm amanda And I'm Shay. And we will see you next week with our next podcast. Bye-bye.